Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Previously on the InFocus Show. I remember there was one instance. I went to the beach with like my cousins, my aunties, my uncles, obviously my family. And I got caught in a rip with two of my other cousins. They were older though, so they managed to get out of it pretty easily. But I was still That's quite scary. young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Terrifying for my parents. So they were like, yeah, put her in swimming. And that <laughs> is how I started my swimming journey. I think that's one of the things that I was going to suggest to my coach before I left the sport, like opening up a little bit more dialogue because he was a male coach and we had a couple of female coaches, but they weren't really in the spotlight. Majority of our coaches were male. And I think it was a little bit harder for some of the younger girls to express, like, for example, when they were on their period and they weren't feeling so good, they wouldn't feel as comfortable to tell him, even though he was like, yeah, no, let me know if you're not feeling great, that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's just like that little bit of a barrier and that little bit of understanding from both parts that was kind of missing. And I feel like that happens a lot in sport if you don't have the comfort, the level of comfort, I guess. Yeah, all that trust. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And it's just hard trying to build that trust, especially as like a 13-year-old girl, for example. Like I remember I was uncomfortable to tell my previous coach who was a woman that, I was on my period and I wasn't feeling good. Yeah. And to move to a squad where I had a male coach, I was like, oh, no, I definitely can't talk about that now, like that sort of thing. And that could be culture coming in. It could be ethics or traditions, that sort of thing. But even then, I don't know, I feel like finding ways around that, even through the squad, having a mentor and a younger swimmer, for example, like that sort of thing with the older, more secure swimmers who know themselves and are comfortable with that sort of thing, even that sort of avenue and that that sort of stuff we all try to figure out. Like we have the New South Wales Youth Advisory Panel, for example, and they look mm-hmm. at those sorts of issues because they look at why people leave the sport. And um, we talk about issues like that and we're like, this would have been really good to implement in like every club, but trying to do that is very hard. So it just depends. It depends on the relationship, depends on the level of trust, it's a lot of factors mm. that go into it. I think it's also the athlete's mindset too, mm-hmm. where you don't want to show any weakness as well in which you could be judged um, as not being good enough, um, which I think is perhaps a part of the reason why you are hesitant to, mm-hmm. to uh, you know, be honest. Because, you know, you want to you continue to look strong. You want to be confident. You want to portray all of that. Um, exactly and I feel like weakness is seen as such a bad thing in sport and I will say my squad was very good in the regard that weaknesses weren't weaknesses they were challenges to overcome yeah because it was such a resilience mindset and they wanted to really push that and push working through those things so that you can be better whether it be in or out of the sport so learning that especially at a young age is so so important yeah that is really important um like lesson mm-hmm. and and it beca- the lesson becomes clearer as you get older as well exactly <laughs> um i wanted to ask you it was like one of the questions i have here is like what was your biggest achievement in the pool 
I mean, you obviously did the long distance swimming. Um, I imagine that you would, like you said, you've got strong legs, you're a big kicker. So <laughs> your stamina and endurance must be fantastic. Um, I mean, was it in the pool or was it in the open water? What was your um, biggest achievement? Okay, so I feel like this was probably one of my bigger achievements just because it took so much hard work to get there rather than it being like, a, oh, I did this. I got a medal for that. I got this time. It was more of a, I worked I so worked hard and then I finally got here. So um, in relation to the open water training, for example, um, my first year of doing open water, because normally everyone starts out on the 5K. My coach right. was like, you're one of the older girls. You can do the seven and a half. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're like yeah you have the background training like you always do distance and also you have the endurance for it so you can get in there and give it a crack and it was all about giving it a go right and I was yeah. like are you sure <laughs> <laughs> so wait really- how cold was the water how cold was the water for the seven and a half k um honestly I don't really remember I think it was once you get in the water you just forget about it because you're so ready to compete. But I will yeah. say when I did my last 5K, the water was freezing, like it was oh, cold. Right. And the worst thing, because we have nationals in Adelaide at the beach, the worst thing there is that they have jellyfish. So you get stung in your races. So I like remember I went in for warm up at one point and I literally just went to dolphin dive in, got stung across my face just before just my before race. My race. I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh and then also so wait, did you have to pull out of the race or did you have to continue swimming with the sting you continue swimming because it's just like a little sting it'll hurt for a little bit and then it'll go away and then afterwards you just got to ice it because it's not like so a blue bottle or anything it's just like a little sting everyone so like it. a like a slap across the face that's still burning basically yeah yeah a little bit yeah maybe a little bit worse than that but yeah <laughs> But um, it's not too bad. But a lot of people I remember in my last year being at nationals pulled out because of hypothermia because it got really, really hot. And like when you're in a really long race suit. So basically the race suit is like kind of like a U-neck here. doesn't cover your arms, but it goes all the way down to your legs and to your ankles. Right. So it's just like a really long bodysuit basically. But in that suit when you're swimming in it for a while it does get quite warm and then also to be in like 40 degree not 40 it was like 30 something on that day like 29 30 but the water temperature was quite warm as well yes so to be in that sort of environment and to not be able to hydrate especially in salt water it got really hard so a lot of girls had to pull out because of hypothermia and a lot of boys in the morning had to pull out because of jellyfish stings. Like it was just the timing of the races. It was just, yeah, very, very hard. And also the amount of like the waviness of the water that would impact your ability to swim. It impact your time and how fast you could go, that sort of thing. There are a lot of things that go into swimming. I honestly didn't realize until I started talking about it. So the seven and a half K that your coach said, yeah, you can yes. do it. You've got the background. How'd you go um, for your first go? Um, so I did all right. I didn't do too bad, but I did get a PB. So personal best. Congratulations. Um, thank you. So I was really happy with that because I was really worried and I kind of attributed it to the fact that it was in salt water. I was like, yeah, I had more buoyancy. That's why I did faster. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I'll take it. And it yeah. gave me a little bit more confidence to go back, keep going to open water, 
smash those goals and be there, compete um, and have a good time. Because yeah. I had a really good experience in Adelaide. Like we had a little blow up kangaroo called Stevo for our club. And we went around with him and took photos with like everyone that we could. And like our squad likes to have challenges. So at carnivals, for example, we had like a bingo and part of the bingo is like steal another team's cap or get a photo with um, a famous athlete or something like that. So just little fun challenges like that make the experience so much more fun. And like you bond with the people that you're there with. So exactly. So just having fun on that trip, achieving what I needed to and doing better, like, I don't know. Yeah. That was a little bit of an achievement for me. And then going back and continually doing open water, even after like really big setbacks is an achievement, I think. Yeah. Nice. No, that is great. I mean, I do not have, I do not have the courage to do that. I've got to say Um, perhaps uh, one day, you don't know, you and I can get together and you can perhaps (laughs) help me and motivate me with some courage to give it a go. Of course. Oh, goodness. (laughs) But good on you. And I think you also got up to 10Ks doing that quite regularly too, weren't you? Oh, yeah. So um, I did. I think I've done a 10K about three or four times in my life. Not fun. I don't like them. It's made for some people. Some people really enjoy it. It gives them the space to motivate themselves further. I personally just prefer the middle distances. So I'm happy with a five or a seven and a half. Please don't make me do a 10. Absolutely hate them. Well, think about it. If so you, I was going to say, if there's a overboard situation mm-hmm. in which you find yourself, you know, off a boat and you need to reach land or safety, at least you've got the stamina to get there, you know. That's true, but I have a very big fear of sharks. So <laughs> probably not. <laughs> swim faster, Nishka, swim faster. <laughs> That's true. I just got to make sure that I'm not bleeding. And if I <laughs> sense any movement in the water, that I play dead, I guess. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. There's uh, so many other side commentary yeah. that could be added there, <laughs> but we won't go there. <laughs> so I want to ask you, what's your biggest, um, so what's been your biggest achievement out of the pool? Oh, okay. It still kind of relates to the pool, but I'd say like being on the panel for the New South Wales Advisory Panel panel whoa my English just left me um (laughs) (laughs) so being a part of that's been really like eye-opening to different aspects of the sport so like I get to meet people that I probably wouldn't have met um if I wasn't on the panel because some of them have already left the sport some of them are new to the sport and they're all in very different areas so like um we have northeast northwest southeast southwest and I'm in the southwest and I for example would never have interacted with anyone in the north for example because our areas just don't really mingle because they're all kind of separated until you get to the really big carnivals when you're at the really big carnivals you only talk to the people that you know or if you're nervous about a race then you're like hey buddy let's stuff it together like that sort of yeah (laughs) like hey stranger you as nervous as I am or like what time are you going for that sort of thing yeah. But yeah, so getting to meet those people, getting to think about the reasons why people would leave the sport and then understanding how we could keep people in the sport. Because a lot of people that leave the sport leave it on bad terms, or at yeah. least in my experience, have left it in bad terms. Like their parents had been forcing them to stay in the sport, or they just weren't performing and they weren't happy. So they did something else, like that sort of thing. Instead of leaving the sport with, I'm happy with what I've achieved and I'm done. <laughs> 
And I think I got lucky like that. I think I was one of the people that was in between because I was like, I really don't want to be here anymore. It's too much, but also look at what I've achieved so far. I think that I've done enough for now. So that sort of thing. But um, being able to engage with those people, being able to impact younger swimmers and help them on their journey to being athletes, like that's such a big thing to me. So being able to do that was really exciting. Neshko, we've come to the Mojo 10. Are you ready? Potentially, but yes, I'm ready. (laughs) Okay, so for listeners, if you don't know, this is the uh, Mojo 10 questionnaire. These are the questions that we ask um, our subjects. Um, You know, we give them these 10 questions and hopefully they can give us a little bit more insight about themselves, perhaps things that we haven't already covered in in the the serious part of our uh, conversation today. But hopefully interesting answers um, ahead. So Mm -hmm. are you ready? Question number one. Mm-hmm. What is the best drink? Mm. Oh, okay. So I wasn't ready. <laughs> I literally, I know the questions and I just, I don't know why I didn't think about this. I, wow. I would love to say water as cliche as it is, but it's not water. It's not. It just, water's great, but it doesn't taste safe. Um, But the best drink that I've ever had, Mm-hmm. So I live right um, down the road from the Ramadan night markets. The oh, lemonade yes. that they sell there, like you have to get it from one specific place, but the lemonade that they sell there is the best thing. Like I will find myself randomly craving it. I'm just like, what? I can't get it. It only happens once a year. But the lemonade from the Ramadan night markets, amazing. I think I know this store. I've been there twice. Yeah. It's got a big queue. Yeah, yeah, the mm-hmm. lemonade. After the lemonade, if you can't get on the lemonade, you're going to get carrot juice. Oh, what a good drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what it is they put in the lemons or the way they right. mix it up. It's just so fresh. Yeah. Like I literally, because you have to stay there for a while because the lines get really long. I So me and my best friend, when we were there, we had to stop ourselves from smashing our drink. And she had such good self-restraint. She was taking mini sips. I was like halfway through my drink and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oops. <laughs> so good. Uh, if I, need, I, I haven't actually checked, but um, maybe, uh, maybe offline we can have a chat. I want to know oh, if yeah. they bottle it and then they sell them <laughs> outside of the uh, – of the uh, Ramadan, uh, um, the the night market evenings. <sighs> I hope so. If yeah. so, you best bet that's where my money is going. <laughs> mm, mm, now that is very tasty. Mm-hmm. All right, question number two. What's one thing you own that you should really throw out? Mm. My old cozies. Your I have cozies? Yeah. I have some really old swimming cozies that, like, I probably had when I was 11 or 12 and I just have a collection of them but I don't use those ones obviously because they're so old and they're really stretched out as well but yeah no that's probably what I should throw out or no I have a snorkel that was getting mold on it and I quit and I wouldn't use it and I haven't thrown it out so I should probably throw that out (laughs) yeah probably I I mean I don't see you reusing that again unless you're going to use it as part of like I don't know a lawnmower extra tube or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah no definitely got to throw those out 
Well, the cousins, I mean, like, you, I mean, they're probably so old that you couldn't even pass them down to younger cousins or relatives because it'd be quite faded and stretched yeah. now that they'd be through. Yeah. Um, I actually, in year 12, I had visual arts as one of my subjects and you have to do an art major for that. Um, some of the cosies that I had left over, I like cut them up and use the material of that in my artwork because I did it like, based on swimming. So I used it in my artwork. So I just remembered like that's where some of them went, but I still have some of them left and I'm like, what do I do with them? What do you do? Uh, well, you're going to have to throw them out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, question number three, have you ever asked someone for their autograph and who? Ooh, actually, yeah. So at like bigger meets, so for example, at the long course meet or at state, like things like that, or even at open water when you see really famous people or like Olympians, mm-hmm. starstruck. So I've had, I think, three, three separate occasions. So the first one was I was at, um, my old squad I used to swim at a squad called Slatum at Canterbury mm-hmm. and the coach there was the grandmother of Jessica Ashwood who is now an like Olympic athlete and she was an Olympic athlete at the time but she was quite new and she came in one day and like we all had to be there super early and she took photos with us she signed things for us and it was really like memorable I was so starstruck it was really cute actually. um Second and third time I was at a carnival or something and I think I got a photo, I think I got one with Mitch Larkin and then I got one with, who was it? It might have been Kate Campbell. But, like, yeah, like really big names in the sport and I was like, yay. And I felt so bad interrupting them because they were competing as well. But I was like, hi, Porter, please. Oh, they would have they would have um, understood knowing because they would have been in the same position as you at some point. Yeah. And they were very accommodating, were they? Yeah, they were actually really lovely about it. Like they know the go anyway. And obviously you're a young athlete, you look up to them. So they get the gist and they were really, really lovely. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, Question number four. Mm -hmm. What's the one thing you cannot live without? Ooh. Okay, so I'd love to say my fam, but I'm going to specify and say my fur babies, so my dog and my cat, Princey and Whiskey. Like, they are my emotional support. They are, like, everything to me. So probably them. That's actually a good answer. And I'm sure when your family listens into this podcast at some point, they will forgive and understand. <laughs> exactly. You've got to prioritise the babies. <laughs> All right. Question number five, favourite action movie? Ooh, okay. I'm not sure if these count as action movies, but... Um, okay. I'm not sure if Marvel movies count. Like, I know they're really action-based, but I know they're also yeah. sci-fi, but... I think they qualify as action when you are sorting through the categories on Disney+. Yes. I hope so. If they do, Thor Ragnarok, my favourite Marvel movie ever. It is so good. Yeah. It's because it's so, like, funny and random. Like, they literally didn't have a script. They were just going off each other the whole time, and you can see it in the way that it's, like, portrayed. It's so good. 
like they just have that good on-screen vibing chemistry all exactly up. and they just yeah. bounce off each other so easily and I, the comedy is so funny even though it's so natural mm-hmm. yeah I don't know how they do it really good acting you don't think the uh, Kiwi director had anything to do with that? Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. That was... Sorry. <laughs> no, that was definitely an impact. That's probably why it was one of my favourites, just the style of produce- producing. Slash- <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. All right, cool. That's actually a great choice. It's one Thanks, of my favourites too. <laughs> um, number six, favourite smell. Ooh. I had two of these actually. I remember the first one, but I can't remember the second one. Oh, I remember them. They both start with P. That's how I remember them. The first okay. one is petrol. I don't petrol. know why. It just smells so I'm good. I'm or super. <laughs> Any. I, I don't discriminate. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like whenever we go to fill up petrol or actually, so I have a really funny thing. In our family, we say petrol instead of petrol. Yeah. But I've learned yep. to say petrol and everyone always makes fun of me. And they're like, yeah, say petrol. And I'm like, don't make me say that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why the smell of petrol is nice, but it's nice. And I feel like there are a few people who will agree with me. Um, but also <laughs> puppy smell. So yeah. when you have like a little baby or even like a little cat, a kitten, and you mm-hmm. smell them and then you miss that smell for a while and then you randomly smell it on them again. You're like, wait, that's puppy smell. And it's so hard to explain unless, like, you've, like, smelt puppy smell or experienced puppy smell. But, like, literally with Princey, um, I was holding him once and literally just behind his ear over here, I just smelt it randomly. And I was like, guys, he has puppy smell. I made everyone smell him. And I'm like, oh, and then they couldn't stop smelling it. Like, I think it's just the nostalgia and the cuteness that's associated with it that we're just like, they're always the cutest when they're puppies and kittens. Honestly, so sweet. Yeah, they when they get that little bit older, they turn into like teenagers <laughs> almost. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I they get like a really them. interesting attitude, and I'm like, oh, okay, I like that. I don't like that yeah. sometimes, but I get it. Yeah, it's just like humans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you used to smell good. Now you just got attitude. <laughs> Okay. All right. Question number seven. What is the most used app on your phone? TikTok. Oh, really? I'm on TikTok all the time. Like you just keep scrolling and you go into a spiral and it's never ending. It's just so, it's so interesting. Like literally if you, half the time I'm just quoting TikTok audios. That's how much I'm on it. Like it's just, yeah. Right. So So you're not actually a content generator? I mean... Not You're really. just an observer? Yeah, I'm more of an observer. I'd like to be a content generator, but it's just there's a lot of work. Hmm. Maybe it's part of that marketing internship when you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it's just, yeah, it's so fun. I literally, I was one of the people that downloaded it like, yeah, I'm downloading it out of spite. It's such a stupid app. I'm never going to like it. And then I got addicted to it. Hmm. It's always the way. Yeah. there's a deeper meaning there for other people to think about (laughs) all right question number eight you get one song to listen to to the rest for the rest of your life what is it think about this oh no oh no 
Hold up, let me like go through my Spotify real quick. <laughs> oh my gosh. I honestly, I listen to a lot of music, but I also listen to like Indian music and English music. So like ch- trying to choose one is hard. Mm-hmm. Well, then maybe you can choose two. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I'll choose one Indian and one English unless yep. I can find one that does both then I'll do that. But the one that comes to my head first, so there's an Indian one that has like Hindi and Arabic in it, like mm-hmm. combined. Um, and it's like, it's called Gahor Na Gahor. That's not like cancel me for my pronunciation. I am very whitewashed. But um, <laughs> basically the translation of that is say it or don't say it. Um, yeah. And the premise of the song is like, it's a, basically a love ballad about like, how in love someone is with the other person and how long their love lasts and like how it's eternal, that sort of thing. Like it's really, really sweet. Um, yeah. And I think I've also got the nostalgia of hearing that growing up as a kid as well. Yeah. But yeah. Can you um, repeat the name of it again? Um, Kahor Na Kahor. So like K-A-H-O and then N-A and then K-A-H-O again. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's just really interesting. Um, and then I can't bother to look through, but the other one that came to my head is um, I can't remember the name. Oh my gosh. Is it a recent pop pet? No, it's like an older hit. Um, no. I think it's Can't Take My Eyes Off You or something like that. I don't think um. it's called that. But, like, I think everyone will know it. You're too good to be true. Yes, yes, yes. Can't take my eyes off of you. Something like yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, can't take my eyes off of you, Frankie Valley. <laughs> Love that song. It is a great song. Yeah. And um, especially when it gets into the uh, I Love You Baby part. It can yeah. really be quite a sing-along for everyone. Exactly. I'm very much a I need some slowness, some fun. And then also I like I love a good sad music, but I don't think I want to be listening to sad, one sad song for the rest of my life. That makes sense. Makes but sense. yeah. Yeah, they're two good choices. I'll actually have to um listen to Kahol Nakaho later. Now I, I see it's by Amir Jamal. Yes. Yeah, so I'll definitely be listening to that after this. Yes, yes. All right, question number nine. What's the best advice you've ever received? Oh, I've like got a few off the top of my head, but I'd say, so I got this from my older sister um, and she's 28 now and she just got married actually. Um, oh, but, yes, so they got yeah. married. Yes. Um, so we were talking in the car randomly one day, like all three of us, and she, we're talking about posting on Instagram, for example, um, and how insecure like people are as they're growing up. Excuse me. Um, and when you're trying to figure yourself out, you think, oh, I'm not going to post that because I don't look happy or, or like, or I look happy, but I look not my best, like that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And her advice was basically, um, live your life with happiness and then you'll basically do the things that make you happy. Like obviously confidence and all that comes with age, 
but happiness is basically the key to life as cliche as it sounds but these like those two girls are like the happiest most loving sweetest girls that I know um and they're just so positive so having that positivity and learning from that has already changed my life because I wasn't very close to them about like three or four years ago but then during lockdown I got really close to them and it's changed my life so I'm just like living with that happiness and that positivity really does make a difference yeah certainty in yourself yeah so happiness is key and confidence comes with age that's nice that's that's actually great advice yeah can't really go wrong with that either age as well yeah (laughs) (laughs) and um question number 10 this is a final question describe Mm. the rest of your life in five words Mm. Okay, so I'm not going to do what you did and go with a phrase because that's too hard for my brain right now. Um, I think I'll go with a few words. Um, So I'll go with like separate words. So five words. Happiness, resilience, Mm. authenticity, Identity and love. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't want to go with a general, like, happiness, positivity, resilience, that sort of thing. I was like, because that's not where I'm at. Like, I'd love to be happy. I'd love to be loved, love to be safe. So just, yeah, yeah, those sorts of things. I think those are, like, the five key things that I want in my life. That's nice. And I think they're, like, the... The sort of the main ingredients that you need in life too exactly can't go wrong with any of those so why not <laughs> but yeah no I think growing up so far has told me that those are some of the most important things so I can't wait to see how they pan out in the future nice and um, thank you for doing the Mojo 10 Nishka it's a really good having me. very interesting I'm definitely going to be checking out this song by Amir Jamal. Oh, and, honestly, um, oh. I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> and the best drink. Oh, so good. That lemonade is the best, actually. Yeah, I always really think is. about the Lakemba food. Oof, every time um, It's my favourite time of year, like, just because of the food. Like, I don't mind the food all year round. Obviously, it's very yummy, but the food that comes around during Ramadan Eid time, mm. the best food. It's like they... The extra, like, love and need for food adds extra flavour. I don't know. It's, it's so yum. I've got to say the uh, camel burger is by far the, the favourite thing my husband and I always get whenever we're there. Oh, yeah. Longest queue, I must say. <laughs> Longest queue to get to it. Mm-hmm. I will say um, I found a new favourite this year, the chicken tikka, burger. Ooh, chicken tikka okay. burger. Chicken tikka so keep that in mind for next time. And if you ever come to the Ramadan stalls, I'm literally down the road. So hit me up. I'll take you there. You. Yep, I'll definitely call you. Mm-hmm. And I'll and like I won't eat the whole day just so that I can like <laughs> eat everything that I see. Oh, so good. I'm just thinking about all the food now. Goodness hey. me. Um, Nishka, thank you so much. Um, really appreciated hearing everything about um, you know your past your your background your family and also your future I've it's been really delightful talking to you and I love how 
you know you've you've actually focused on and highlighted certain things that perhaps a lot of people haven't thought of when it comes to sport or perhaps even don't really talk about as well mm. um, and I love how you've got that courage to talk about it too and I think it's also created extra food for thought if not for parents or for athletes but even just like it becomes the conversation starter mm -hmm. as well for, um, for a lot of them but you know thank you I really appreciate um, your insights and actually getting to know you too I mean like we already know each other but I feel yeah. like we know each other even more now exactly the food and drink stuff as well <laughs> <laughs> like um, everything that you've got going for you and coming up excuse me I mean I'm trying to fight down this flu but I really just wanted to say thank you again um, and thank you also for being a great buddy to work with on the um, and focus show too and and um, I hope everyone can look forward to uh, um, our interviews in the season coming up was there anything remaining mm -hmm. that you wanted to mention or um, any projects where can people find you on social media if they wanted to like at you so firstly I'd just like to say thank you so much as well like I really appreciate even the way that you've conducted this interview so far like it's been so casual just basically a conversation so it's just felt so easy and also getting to know you through your interview and also now this it's just it's been lovely I really enjoyed it um if people did want to um get in contact with me obviously I have my socials so it's just uh you can contact me on anything really but um, my main source of contact would be Instagram just because I use yep. it a lot. Um, so at Nishika Sharma, um, just and then underscore at the end. If you want to get in, into contact with me or you can get into contact with Mojo as well um, through Instagram and Twitter, I believe those are our main avenues. Yes, that's true. That's true. Thank you. And um, people can uh, look out for you on the pool deck um, <laughs> as well. Um, we won't tell everyone what ships you're on. People <laughs> bothering you unnecessarily uh, or pretending to drown to get rescued. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, just in closing and concluding, thank you again. It's honestly been an absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed hearing so much about you. And I hope our audience have also learned a bit more about you, especially because there's so much more <laughs> to you than just <laughs> voice on uh, the In Focus show um, and it's great that we get to hear from uh, many of the other voices uh, here at Mojo Sports. So before we leave just want to tell everyone as a reminder don't forget to subscribe, download um, you know our episodes. Obviously we can grow our audience as much as we can and get more people listening. Please tell a friend about our show and also you can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter with any particular questions you have, suggestions or um, any uh, follow-up uh, you know, questions for our guests. We'd love to hear from you. Um, with that said, we wanted to, again, say thank you to everyone and um, appreciate you tuning in to hear us here on the In Focus Show, In Focus Show with Nishka Sharma and myself, Lenny Arrowsmith, and this is our sport's best kept secret. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.